I'm Jody Whites, Results and Success Coach, and these podcasts teach you how to make significant changes to live your dreams, make a positive impact on the world, and drop your regrets. It's time for you to get spectacular. Welcome back to Your Spectacular Life. I'm Jody Whites, your coach and professional growth strategist, getting you to the next level in business and in life. And I'm so thrilled today to have a guest on my show, Ellie Daly. And Ellie has been working globally in corporate recruitment for the past 20 years, initially with Investments Bank in London to sovereign wealth funds in Dubai and the Middle East to regional talent acquisition leadership for Visa in Singapore and Asia. She's been working with tech firms in the Bay Area for the past six years. She designed and built Intro 30.com, a free recruitment platform where candidates introduce themselves with 30-second videos. She runs JobPrepGlobal.com, which helps speakers of other languages navigate the recruitment world. She also manages HGP Global, a consulting firm empowering small businesses to get online in response to COVID-19. All right, welcome, Ellie. Thank you, Jody. It's great to be here. I'm, I'm just thrilled that you are with me on the show. And you, you have traveled the globe and done so much. And now you're empowering these small businesses in these challenging times. Um, I'm just curious, you know, what, what makes your business unique and how are you making a, a difference with your clients? So I'll pick one of the three things that you mentioned there. So HGP is my passion project, really. It's came about as an, a hobby. I was helping my friends locally with their websites. And it got to the point that I realized after running my own business for four years, how much I kind of knew about the technology that used to scare me. Mm. Now the tools are out there for everybody to use. They are incredibly easy to use. They're affordable. They're all kind of cloud-based and drag and drop, and they're so fun to use. And I was, you know, training a few of my friends up on, on how they could get their businesses online, how to use everything and, and aggregate everything and just make it all so simple. And so, you know, then I got referred a few people and it got it got to the point where I was kind of helping people set up their businesses from scratch. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so that's really fun. And then I'm a kind of frustrated graphic designer. I do like all <laughs> things visual. So it kind of morphed into creating not just the website functionally, but visually and looking at logos and branding and then we got the marketing piece with the social media posts and then my husband's just come in and he's doing he's a videographer so now we're making videos for people and you know we've suddenly become this sort of creative agency which is kind of a dream come true and 
it's really fun. We get to work with really fun tools and and amazing clients locally that are just such such great people and they're you know pivoting in the face of covid and having to be more online and it's just such a joy to to be able to help them do that that's great i i love the fact that it's almost like you're making you know your clients dreams really come to life on the internet and it sounds like you're you're having a great time as well what what could be better right Absolutely. I keep pinching myself. It's like, you mean I get to play on Instagram and get paid for it? This is so fun. (laughs) And speaking of visual, uh, you know, a fun fact about Ellie is she has over 40,000 images on her phone and it is probably growing. Is that, is that the right number now? Or was that last week? Veering towards, and you know, in fairness, I have a seven-year-old daughter who does like to take selfies or screenshots of unicorns (laughs) that she then prints out and colors in. So, you know, it's not just me, but we did, I think she is the most photographed child in (laughs) the world. And, you know, both grandparents were living with sets of grandparents on different, places so we were always you know I made a real point of pretty much sending photos at least once a day if not multiple times a day and just capturing everything and sending it over on whatsApp to the various grandparents and um, yeah so a lot of photos a lot of visual stuff you know my poor husband is by nature quite minimalist and I think he would have kind of bare walls and just Mm. whereas I just have pictures everywhere (laughs) (laughs) well the grandparents sound like they you know are are so lucky to have somebody like you just giving them photos every day and you know seeing their granddaughter grow up from you now you know you mentioned that um you know you're you're kind of a repressed graphic artist um (laughs) Did you know what what was your last career, or were you or you a graphics person in your last career, or, or if not, what did you do before? So I was yeah. So I was as you mentioned, I've been in recruitment from pretty much. I left university and taught English as a foreign language for a few years, um, which was great fun, and then you know got a job in recruiting, which shut me up for a long time you know I was always one of those didn't know what I wanted to do and was a bit lost with you know career wise um so you know recruitment was great for someone like me who's who's kind of I like people I'm really curious about people what makes them tick and and why they make those career choices and and you know trying to find them jobs is is a real joy so that was fun um but this you know since covid obviously that work has kind of dried up so you know we pivoted and this is just yeah a dream come true this is what you know i looked at in the movies people doing these kind of creative things kind of oh i wish i could do that um (laughs) So really, you know, I have to empower myself to empower the others to do it. And, you know, it's, it's, it's all about taking that first step. And even if it makes you a little nervous, you know, do it anyway and try, risk it. Right, right. And, you know, it is, it, don't you find it interesting how, you, you know, you, you get excited with the, the potential of doing something that you love and lo and behold, it kind of finds you and it's like, wow, I am, I am 
doing? I am on top of the world. I am on fire. Um, I don't know. Did that, did, did that, did you make that happen or did it just sneak up on you? Oh, good, good question. Um, I think the, I've been really trying to work on that imposter syndrome feeling of like, I'm not a graphic designer. I'm not a marketing expert. I'm not a developer. I'm not a coder, but I have kind of a jack of all trades and I can pull them together. And that's kind of what I bring to the table. So that kind of allows me to see it from the sort of bird's eye view that if you're too into one thing, it might be a bit difficult to do. So I think, you know, when that happens and I can really pull together somebody's or their, their business setup problems and kind of fix that, yeah, man, that feels wonderful. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh, it's such a great feeling of, of transforming their business and giving them that power to kind of, as you say, live their dreams online. Right. Um, But sometimes it can be a bit tricky when I get bogged down in technology that I don't necessarily understand that well. Yeah, and you mentioned that before. Um, Was was that is is that one of your biggest hurdles that you're dealing with? Um, And you know, you're not alone. Believe me, in getting tech, dealing with technology, not alone now. But. yeah, is if if there was a hurdle in getting to your job and getting things done and keeping the flow, what would that be? Um, gosh, again, a good question because it's every, you know, when I was recruiting, I would always say like every job is different, even if it's the same job, because it's different boss, different people are involved, different personalities come in, and it's the same thing with every client that I'm working with now. You know, they have different needs. Some of them are incredibly creative and they don't need my help from that perspective, but they want help with the sort of, you know, nitty gritty tech setup. Other people, you know, I'll start on one thing and then it slowly morphs and sometimes I'll get myself into, you know, into a, say, a WordPress website that I'm not that familiar with that takes a lot more work than I usually use Squarespace, for example, so that's quite easy to use. So, and when it comes to kind of SEO, I have just met a new friend who I'm, you know, very happy to sort of say she does all the stuff that I don't like when it comes to websites. So I think our partnership should be quite fruitful because I can, you know, she can do all the difficult stuff. And I can do all the pretty pictures. But, you know, I do think that, again, it's confidence. And once you've done it once, is there's a wonderful Brene Brown quote about that, FFS. I won't swear on your podcast. First <laughs> <laughs> times, you know, oh, FFT, that's it. And, um, you know, your first time at anything is never going to be smooth. But by time two or three, you kind of get the hang of it and you realize, and what's great about how I started working this business was my clients knew that this was really just an extension of a hobby. So, you know, if I don't know the answer, that's fine. We work it out together. And often my clients have taught me things about the software that I taught them about, you know, so we're developing, we're learning together. And what's great about technology is that it's constantly evolving. It's constantly changing. It's constantly being improved. So what you knew last week you might not know this week. And so everybody, once they take a deep breath and realize that, you know, they don't have to have all the answers, I think then, you know, you get to know your clients and your relationship becomes a lot more uh, back and 
back and forth, you know, a lot more mutual, supportive. Right. And I, and I think as, you know, as, as a woman entrepreneur, um, you know, we have, we, we're, we're more like that. I think with flow, you know, we don't have to have all the answers. We don't have to appear perfect in any stretch of the imagination. We can ask for help and people, you know, and the women and the men that we work with, um, are more than happy to give it to us. So, um, you know, it, it's it's just a fact of life. Things change on a daily basis, and you can either stay stuck and frustrated and overwhelmed, or you can ask for help from your community, from your business contacts, from your family, and really move forward. And it sounds like you've you've got that down, and that's great. You know. And how, you know, in, in building this business, I'm just, I'm going to ask, um, how have you gotten the patience and kind of the, the ability to, to breathe? You know, you, you said you step back, you take a breath, but I'm sure it's not always like that on a day-to-day basis. Tell me a little more how you maintain your balance. Ooh, good question. Um, this is what my husband would refer to as spiraling when I'm not spiraling and I can kind of, yeah, take a step back. One of the great things about running your own business is that you can actually be quite picky about who you work with. Um, And I make it a real point to kind of help people who I think a need me B that I like that I think, you know, are going to, we're going to work well together. And I haven't had to turn away too many people because I think, you know, that it's pretty obvious. I'm very straightforward and, you know, you see what you see is what you get. And if you don't like it, then that's fine. But I think it's best to find that out at the beginning of the situation rather than starting working together and then realizing, Oh dear, this is not going to work out. Is it? So I feel like being really honest from the get-go and having that ability to say, look, I don't think I'm going to be the right person to help you. I do think you need someone with a bit more techie or a bit more of a wider scope or whatever it is that you need. I'm quite quick to realize that when when I can help somebody and when I can't. And I think that's comes about from like all these years of experience of, of seeing like just when a client is, when it doesn't work. Um and it's no fault of anybody. It's just the wrong person for the job. As a recruiter, you need to find the right person for the job. So, yeah, I think knowing your limitations and being very open about that from the start as well. I'm always like, you know, this is what I can help you with. This is what I'm going to do. I'll write a list of it almost. And here's the proposal so you can see what we're going to do and then, you know, make it very clear and then they can talk about it. And honestly, working, I just worked on a, a logo with a with a client and it was we spent just an hour or so playing around with different fonts and different colors and this and that and the other and it's something I could never do by myself like it's her business she needs to know what the vision of it is and what the color scheme is and what the you know the logo is going to look like I can help make that into reality and we can work on it together but you know two heads coming together is better than one and having that really honest and transparent feedback immediately like no i like this g or that g or the high you know the, this color and make it brighter make it darker make it this put this in put that out you know just working together so that they're happy with what they get rather than kind of 
me working blind is is a really nice way to work and just to kind of get that immediate feedback from from the clients even if sometimes you're like I disagree with you but you know what you want is just be quiet and do it you know and it's it's good to just get that immediate then you get to know them and you get their vibe and you get that like okay that's what you want and then you can sort of replicate that um but it takes active listening and uh you know again just being aware of who you're working with and whether or not it's it's the right fit right and and, you know it it sounds like there's a lot of you know if, if you're taking the pressure off yourself to have to come up with the the beautiful product for the person you know whether it's a logo or a site um and and you really allow you know that person's truth, that person's desire, that that uniqueness about that person to come through, then it's just so easy. You're you're like working very seamlessly with that other person to come up with something that they love. And and it's like, you know, this is this is their thing, not my thing. Right. So um it sounds great that you you know you've been able to just let go and let that person speak to you about what they want, what their vision is. Absolutely. And that's, it's, that is a huge joy to me because a lot of the small business I work on, they're experts at something, you know, that's why they set up their small business because they're brilliant at something, but all the moving pieces of the puzzle it takes to set up and run a business, move it online, set up a website, get all the technology to work together you know, it is complicated and it's not something you're either particularly interested in, let alone kind of know how to implement. So to work with them so that they understand how it fits together and it looks the way they want it to look makes them a lot more likely to embrace it and to use it and to make a success out of it. I would say that with if you're employing a new, any kind of new software, the company that makes the software really wants you to use it and to tell your friends about it and to be happy with it and to be successful with it. So they're going to be there for you. They're going to answer your questions. They're going to write back on the little chat message board. They're going to support you in any way they can because you're the customer and you're, you know, you're their future. So whenever you get a new anything, make sure that you build a relationship with a little in the corner because that's, you know, my go to if you're stuck get help exactly Exactly. and you know there was something you said that was interesting you know when you you just I'm loving the way I'm hearing that you're working with your clients how do you bring out the best in them how do you make them feel comfortable how do you make them feel creative so they can come up with something they love well, I'm British, so I laugh at everything and always make <laughs> laugh. Um, but also just to be like, you know, it's okay. You can trust me. You know, I think a, a lot of people are like, oh, I spoke to this lady the other day who just, you know, got this website and it was just a disaster. And she felt, I could, you know, she didn't say this, but I felt like she'd been really not betrayed, but seriously disappointed and let down. And she was wary of putting her trust in anybody else to kind of do what she wanted to do. And I think that a lot of people have had that experience where they've given their money to someone to build them a website that didn't listen to them and just created something that was totally not them or just didn't work. I mean, there was a spelling mistake in the email address on this website. It was horrible. 
And I just feel like what I try and do is be like, look, I'm your friend now. I, I, I try and have clients that I want to be their friend so that they can call me at any time and say, oh my God, this isn't working. I don't know how to do this. And can we talk so that, that I can then, you know, be there for them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that level of trust takes time. It takes, um, and also to make them feel like this is not scary tech. This is not, I'm not asking you to code. I'm asking you to just follow the little buzzer, you know, press this button and that button and it does it all for you. Like, this is clever and easy technology. I think so many people have made money out of businesses by overly mythologizing and, and turning technology into this mysterious place that no no humans go. Like, well, this is where the robots live. You know, it's not that complicated. It's a computer, it will do what you tell it to do. As long as you know how to tell it what to do, it will do what you ask. So, you know telling these these especially women you know that I've worked with um you know it's okay like it's new for everyone this is not you're not you're not in any way inferior in your tech awareness like you just don't know this tool specifically that's why I'm here is to help you learn this tool and once you learn this tool bam you're away it's like if you don't speak Portuguese how can you speak Portuguese? You have to learn how to speak Portuguese. And that's right. all it is. It's not a it's not a personal like I think we have very high expectations of ourselves as women. We have yeah. this kind of perfectionism and if I'm not good at something, that makes me a bad person. And that's not true. You're brilliant at what you do. I'm teaching you a new skill and that's it. And if you don't know get it on the first, second, third, tenth time, that's fine. It's it's just about practice. And the more mm-hmm. you practice it, the more confident you'll get. And it's great. And it doesn't matter. If you hate it, that's why I'm here. You can I can I can come back, <laughs> you know. <laughs> or we can find someone who can do it for you. But I'm telling you it's not that hard and that it's fun and don't beat yourself up if you make mistakes. Yeah. And it sounds like um you know, you take the stress off them so they can be who they want to be because they know that you know you're their safety net if if they're stuck if yeah. it's frustrating they can always go to you and I, you know I'm hearing this level of of support that I you know frankly don't hear a lot of with people in in this close relationship with their client it, it sounds like you want the client to succeed as as much as they want to succeed and um would you say that's the secret to your success oh i define success but yes i i think it's the it's secret to my joy in this job like i take a huge amount of of joy when i see my clients out there smashing it you know and i'm like oh there you are on facebook there you are on instagram yay you know it's it's such a great thing and absolutely i take you know it's 99 percent of the joy is getting them to succeed um and that's that's fantastic mm, lovely that is great um so i am going to ask you a question and um this can be tied into business, personal, whatever, but um, what has made your life spectacular? Oh, I love that question. Um, you know what? I take an inordinate amount of joy from 
no commuting. <laughs> I did a nine to five or eight to six job for so many years, like 15 years. And then when we moved here, it's like I could work from home. And it was this enormous relief of not having to commute, not having to rush into an office, not having an office to be stuck in. Like, I love the fact that I'm sitting talking to you, looking out at my hummingbirds from my window. You know, mm-hmm. that is a huge joy for me. And that freedom, if I want to do yoga at 10 o'clock on a Wednesday, I'm just going to do yoga at 10 o'clock on a Wednesday. So I think just the little things just give me the most amount of joy. And I think it's a question of freedom um, that, that I value more than anything else. It's that freedom to live my life how I want to live it, as opposed to how it's somebody's telling me to live it. Mm-hmm. And I think that comes in all sorts of forms, whether it's being able to drink the kind of tea I like. <laughs> <laughs> you know just that that kind of thing of just being able to take self-determination in my life and that really makes my life spectacular in my view anyway mm, that is great and, and I'm sure you know you created this life for yourself but you know COVID and and many of uh, my clients who I work with a silver lining is they now have to work at home. Now, granted, there's family and there's different stresses and there's schedules and sometimes they feel like they're on all the time. And that's just a boundary issue that we work with. Um, but you created that. You created the ability to have the freedom and, you know, envision your life to say, gosh, you know, it's it's four o'clock and I want to go hang with my daughter and go to the park and play and um, I can rearrange my hours. And uh, that that's just a great feeling of freedom. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. Um, and one other question um, is what advice would you give your listeners? What, what would you like to pass on to them about how they can live their life spectacularly. Well, I think, you know, during this COVID time, we've all had to navel gaze is the good expression there. Um, we've had to look at our lives. And I always think of COVID as this massive storm, but we're all in such different boats. As you mentioned, people at home with kids, homeschooling, others with you know, eating alone three days, three meals a day, you know, some people have too much solitude and other people have not enough. And everybody has different struggles. And I just think the one piece of advice that I would give is just be kind to yourself, to those Mm -hmm. around you and to other people who are struggling in different ways. And don't make it a question of like, my struggles are worse than yours. Everybody is struggling right now. Everybody has a different way of handling it. I have extrovert friends who are just so desperate to get back in the office. And then I have other friends who are like, if I never have to see an office again, that's me. I'll be happy. You know, it's like everybody has just a different approach to life. And COVID has sort of challenged each way that we live our lives in quite extraordinary ways. And so I think always be sensitive to other people's struggles, even if you don't recognize them as the same struggles you have, even if they react to the same stress in a different way to you, just be kind and be kind to yourself, even if you don't 
if you don't um you know survive as well as the person next to you either like don't compare just be kind mm. great answer i love that and you know what what it sounds like you've done and what others again in the in the covid era and have done is is really had to had to look at their life to see kind of what's working, what's not working, what's working pre-COVID, where do I want to go post-COVID? And that that's a another silver lining is we really have had to take a, a real honest look at our life to say, am I doing um, am I doing things that are making me happy in, in life and in work? Because you know, un unfortunately, uh, it is a serious disease. People are dying and life is short. So right. where do I want to put my time? How do I want to make my impact? How do I want to leave my mark in this world? Um, and that's positive. And then I think once people become happier and have that knowledge and clarity for themselves, they can be kinder to others because they're essentially living in a kinder, gentler space that they've created, which is sounds like exactly what you have done. So that's that's marvelous. Yeah, I remember my mum. I, th I think it was my mum who was kind of explaining. She was she was she's in academia, and I was she works in sort of religious studies, and I was thought, oh. You know, and I was working in the city at the time, kind of like the financial world. And I always think, you know, gosh, how nice it must be to work with all these cerebral academics. Mm -hmm. And she's like, it's really interesting that the more senior you are, the less terrifying and, and the kinder you seem to be. Mm -hmm. And the ones in the middle who are trying to impress people and to kind of clamber up are the ones who are the most insecure and therefore the, probably the most unkind and who kind of lash out and are causing problems. Whereas, you know, if you're at the very, very top, or, you know, if you find that peace and you're somewhere else, then you're less likely to be unkind. And it really sort of stuck with me because I thought, mm. you know, that makes so much sense. Like, why are people making other people's lives difficult? Like, what is it in their lives that's prompting them? You know, and it, it, within a work environment, I could never understand why people would be squabbling or like, you know, doing all this stuff. And I just think, you know, if, if they find that they're okay, they don't have to prove anything anymore. Mm -hmm. Then they're more likely to be. And I think that's coming back to what we were saying earlier about like, we don't always have to be right. We don't always have to know all the answers. We don't have, you know, once you've accepted that, you can start to have some very powerful connections but the minute you're trying to prove something or you're trying to mm -hmm. sort of show off or sort of say, look, look at me, I can do this for you, then that's when miscommunications and, and misunderstandings happen, which lead to discord and conflict, ultimately. Right. But it's an interesting one. It is an interesting one. And I think as, as we get older and we get more comfortable with what we're doing, um, those that that scrambling and grasping goes away and you know we become people who look around and say how can I help yeah. what can I do for you um and you know that's that's a real as you mentioned before a real 
joy in our lives and where we're actually helping and again making a difference with our friends co-workers families clients etc so love the way you brought that up and um and i love the way that that stuck with you with with your mom's experience that's great and so ellie i um really want you to let the listeners know how they can contact you. Well, I'm all over LinkedIn, uh, Ellie Daly. And then um, my, our website is hgpglobal.com. Um, so that's Hotel Golf Papa Global. It was originally Hire Good People when it was a kind of recruitment company. Um, so we've morphed a little bit. So now it's HGB Global for social media help, website help and videography. And yeah, I'm on Facebook. If uh, you want to see pictures of my little girl dancing around. (laughs) That's wonderful. Well, thank you so very much for taking this time. Really enjoyed our conversation. And um, I'm, I am just taking all these nuggets with me and I'm going to pass those on joy and be kind. I love that. And, um, it's been great. And again, um, Ellie Daly and that last name is spelled D-A-I-L-E-Y and first name L-A-E-L-L-I-E. You take care and um, have a great rest of your day. Thank you again for speaking with me. Thank you, Jodie, for having me. It's been wonderful chatting. I'm so grateful that you've listened to the end of this podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review it, and share it with your friends. I love teaching insights so that you can have a more impactful and meaningful life. It's my mission to build a thriving community of happy, fulfilled people. Want more? Visit my website at yourspectacularlife.com.